Hello universe. Hello universe. Hello universe. Hello universe. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I've been uh, been uh, doing shit, working too hard. That's for sure. Forty hours a week is too much work. I have learned that over the course of the last six weeks. I know everybody out there doing fifty and sixty is calling me a pussy. I get it, but I didn't come on this planet put my labor into the coffers of whatever production of economy we're trying to create here in the United States. I didn't do that. I didn't come here for that. And uh, I'm not going to participate at a level other than the one that gets me the minimum that I need to subside. Subside? Subsist? I can misuse words 49 seconds into this thing because I'm out of practice. I haven't recorded in, what, six weeks? It's been a while. My dog has not been asleep that whole time, but I'm sure she's enjoying this restful afternoon. Here at, oh boy, y'all. It is 327 here on the 11th of March. Yeah. Huh. Um, so tomorrow is March 12th. Which means we're a week away from March 19th, which means we're only 18 days away from March 29th. Lots of birthdays in this month. Um, oh, man, cracking back and... Hang on, pause. Okay. So much to talk about. I have, um, I have secured my foundation in multiple ways. Um, I've weathered a... a mo- <laughs> uh, I've weathered a few storms and one hurricane. And that doesn't even include Lily. Who I guess in her own way was... Um, what was Lily? She might have been an ice storm on her way out the door. Um, but all of this is to say I have discovered new purpose for these recordings. Um, I think there's some karma in the fact that I'm halfway through, I could be right. And that life got in my way, uh, in a way that tested my kindness, my understanding, my forgiveness, all of which are intact, if not, uh, thriving. And, uh, I look forward to, uh, any challenge in the future that tests my mettle to respond with those three, uh, initiatives because I'm ready. I'm ready to spread it everywhere. I am seeing how much the world needs right now someone to just be there for no exchange of purpose. Just lend a hand. Just listen. Um, help move. Furniture up a staircase. I don't know what you need, but you need just some human, <laughs> some humanity thrown your way. Well, I've been throwing my humanity all over the place, and I got to tell you, I think my humanity's um, feeling the, the vigorous reward of having been in touch with some truly needful people in needy situations and being able to help them out. All of which 
puts me in a helium balloon filled mood. I'm serious. March was one of the more challenging starts to a month I've seen in terms of just being okay with my emotional reach getting stretched um, and then being snapped back rather quickly and appropriately and in a way that would, I think, in prior incarnations of myself, completely derailed me. But I walked through this with an enormously, profoundly sense of calm, all of which I grammatically butchered with a sense of aplomb. No, I don't have a word for that. Um, it, it's one thing to claim that you feel tranquil, emotionally stable, and unshakable in your centeredness. It's another thing to participate in a true waterfall of emotional reach without getting yourself anything but barely wet. And that is how I feel like I walked through the last, what, three weeks? And um, I won't say it wasn't difficult. I really uh, faced some, some moments of reckoning in my emotional considerations that I thought were at least buried forever, if not gone forever. So to have them unearthed and presented so unexpectedly, well, uh, normally that's the kind of shit that drives me up a wall or down a well or uh, into a car at 97 miles an hour that I shouldn't be driving. Whatever it does, it puts me on a tilt. To have my emotions stretched <clears throat> and then snap back and then stretch and then snap back. I never have been able to handle that. And uh, and I think I've, I've missed out on some life because of shying away from situations that are potentially there. And I could even be doing that right now, I'll be honest. It just doesn't feel as though I'm making that mistake. In fact, it doesn't feel like I'm making any mistake. I feel very um, uh, okay with everything. And have the whole time, really. Without ever um, diminishing what I was feeling emotionally or projecting anything emotionally into the space that didn't need to be there. I really do feel like I was enjoying the moment every moment it was and recognize that the moment is about um, backing off now and being ready, prepared and comfortable with that. I mean, these are all, these are the kinds of soul leaps I thought I would have to live four more lifetimes to actually experience. So then... <clears throat> What have I been doing? I've been giving the universe unconditional love all around me. I have been finding ways to love my fellow human. And even in tough situations, recognizing that loving them is better than, than having static. And it's really working. <laughs> I am finding terrific situational responses. I'm finding a level of friendship I hadn't seen in a while. I'm seeing quality people turning into even more quality people. Not like they're splitting up and, uh, and, oh God, my vocabulary is just gone. 
What do cells do when they divide? Whatever it is. People aren't doing that. No, they're just becoming better and more robust versions of themselves. All positive. I think I can include myself on that list, to be honest. It is the sort of communal upswing in my immediate environment that makes me not want to mess with it. But then it getting messed with is normal <laughs> and natural and part of life for me. So um, rolling with the punches was part of what February into March presented. And honestly, I think I did just fine. I was uh, somewhat prepared and cautious appropriately throughout everything to be ready to handle this maneuver in real time as it happened. And, and, and process it well. I am thankful for what February presented and believe March is a springboard into what will be a terrific rest of the year. So to have come out of what I came out of learning those lessons and having that level of confidence and momentum is shocking. <laughs> Honestly, stunning. And I think it proves that I have moved on and into a new frame of mind. That is now me. I don't question anything about what's happened this year. I have reacted according to who I am and what I'm made of. Always. And the return energy that I am now aware of and receiving is awesome. I love my life right now. And I'm okay with the tests the universe has thrown at me in terms of proving how resilient I've become. I love myself thoroughly and now know it. There's, there is no lack of, of assuredness in my comfort with who I am. And that as it goes from here till whenever I take my final breath, Living in the moments that exist between is a journey I cannot wait to take the next step. I am thrilled to be in my life doing what I'm doing with who I am. And that isn't really why I was gone for six weeks, being all thrilled. Nor was I gone just doing drugs, although I am going to do mushrooms tonight, and then I'm going to take 31 days off of all substances not counting sugar and not counting caffeine, but counting anything that you might say, wait, what'd you do last night about, um, including alcohol, because I'll just throw it on the list since it's not a substance I use, but I certainly won't be turning to that, nor will I be turning to, uh, what else? Uh, Sudafed? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what else could you turn to? Um, and, the mushrooms tonight are a little bit of a, an indulgence for sure, but I have a point of it. I, I want to exit the sobriety month in a similar fashion, and I really want to use that point of information to reflect upon the entire experience. So as uh, sort of the starting, or should we say finish line, and then starting line, I'm not sure which way to organize the lines, but between those lines will be a whole lot of abstinence 
at the end of those lines will be a whole lot of mushrooms. So that's the plan for tonight. And I'm truly looking for some insight on some personal challenges. I'm, uh, uh, am I tired of it? I don't know if I'm tired of it, but I'm getting, oh, I'm getting, um, it's, 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 uh, it's exhausting to have to reconsider the entire brainwashing campaign that I guess, for whatever reason, some psychopathic lizard human suit-wearing salamanders decided to impose upon humanity as a behavioral experiment. I don't even know. But as my reality is being shattered, it seems like three, four times a week now, the latest one being that the African slave trade is all bullshit. That didn't really happen. I mean, somewhere between fifteen and 20,000 uh, Africans did select to come to America for the opportunities it presented in the 17th and 18th centuries. Um, there might have been some coercive uh, transferring of peoples. Uh, I'm not going to say there was zero, uh, but there was no uh, African slave trade. None. If you just... And what, what's truly disappointing is if you just think about the logistics of it and just the food and water necessary to transport human cargo across that expansive uh, journey and all of the, uh, the uh, management and, uh, and cargo issues that would come with transferring the type of cargo that you were transferring, not to mention there is no history in Africa of any uh, white man overrunning this country's uh, uh, citizens to bring them over to America to become slaves. I mean, it's just all bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. The real slaves are the Native Americans who are the, the Africans that we call... Slaves are mostly Native Americans. And when you think about how much more sense all of that makes, and the way it would have all gone down, it just makes you feel like a chump. Like you sat in a classroom just waiting for the next series of lies so you could lap them up, learn them, reply to the teacher exactly the order in which they wanted to hear them, and then get patted on the head for being such a good lapdog. And then you just get told how wonderful it is to be the next year's advanced lapdog, advanced lapdog, advanced lapdog. All you try to do is just get better at telling them what they want to fucking hear. Showing them you can do the things that they most want you to do. You're being trained for corporate slave work life. You're just slotting yourself into which division they'll most want you to see applying, oh, well, if the guy's good with numbers, fucking don't let him just get over there in that cooking school. We want him in engineering. And off you go. Then they make engineering sound like something better than being in cooking school, so you actually feel like you want that, that you were born to do it. But nope, nope. 
Nope, they just need guys who can calculate to go over there and decide the tolerances of the latest packaging that they're going to diminish in structural integrity. But if you don't help them blend up that new cardboard with some sort of filler that's cheaper than the one they're using, well, what fucking good are you? So by the age of six, they're already seeing that future for you. While you're thinking about becoming what? An astronaut. <laughs> oh, fuck them. I mean, seriously. Fuck them. Anyway, so here I am, right? Pissed off, just like I should be. Because my reality is being fractured. No, no, that's not it. The goddamn reality that I built for myself out of... Um, out of... Um, sycophancy and what? Fucking need to be told I was worth a shit. Something? I don't even know. I haven't gotten far enough in my undercurrent of psyche to know what I want to say about that shit. But I just feel like I was a mark and they knew how to use me. That's how I feel. And... I mean, who can do this? Who has who has the metal to create this level of of charade? How 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 is this even how is this a conceivable amount of control even get brought into the room? Who who's this ingenious? Who has who has the goddamn scale and scope to see this, let alone carry it through? Who are you? Are you a collective? I mean, you're the most talented cooperative collective in the history of collectives to pull this off. Are you one person? Are you the lizard people? Who the fuck are you? Who did this? Who? I want to know. Now that I know what the real charade, scheme, schadenfreude, whatever you want to call this, is, I want to know how they did it and why. And if I get to find out who, all the better. Because ultimately, and I know I'm alone on this island, but ultimately, I have to forgive them. There's no room here for anything other than understanding, forgiveness, kindness, or love. And um, I had to have my emotional bandwidth tested last month, this month. It's going to be hard to continue the composure necessary to lead a movement of we can do better all the way to, I mean, every single one of us can do better. None of us need to leave the scene as long as the whole enterprise is here to do better. And 
that's keeping it simple. I'm not about having anything complex, having anything undecipherable, having anything that just doesn't fit. I'm, I'm not trying to solve those problems anymore. I'm going to work with what is the simplest baseline that I know I can achieve. And why I'm doing this? Well, I have 11 reasons written down. And I think it's worth taking the time to drill these out. I may not do it now, though. But I'm doing this because, number one, I'm experiencing a spiritual epiphany unlike anything I could have imagined I could go through. As a recovering analytic, um, I am blown away by the mystical nature of my life now. This includes my dreams, my uh, coincidental uh, life occurrences, the stream of numbers that run through my continuous day and there are just many ways in which I've learned to appreciate the mystical and recognize that it's all around me. The spiritual epiphany is way beyond just, oh, the birds come to my window now and isn't that cool. And I'll get into this and have, go listen. There's no question I've gotten into it. But that's number one. I enjoy working out conundrums verbally is number two. I talk to myself all the time, so doing this is nothing. Well, it's not nothing. Um, but doing this is second nature and frankly, in some cases, first nature. So I enjoy this immensely and will continue to enjoy it. Um, the third reason my dreams are always pushing me and they're pushing me back toward this again. So my dreams make me do stuff like this and I listen and then I do stuff like this. Number four, my connection Hasn't occurred. There's still a connection I have to make through these recordings. I don't even know who, why, what, but I know it's there. And I know I'll know it when I see it. <clears throat> so I haven't seen it yet. So persist I must until at least that point. So hello, whoever you are. Hopefully this is the recording you needed to hear because that'll take that one and knock it off the list. Um, <clears throat> number five, my disconnects haven't been solved. That's true too. Until I figure out shit, I keep saying it aloud. Maybe I've Got the wrong order. Maybe I'm doing it in the wrong sequence. Maybe it's just too hard to solve. But I'll keep chattering away until there's no more chatter. So I keep this going because I still have questions. Oh my God. Yeah, I still have questions. And they're not getting answered. And I, I don't know that I deserve answers, right? And that's not necessarily the game I'm trying to play. But staying where I'm at leaves me in a predicament that is limited. So, seek answers, I will. Once you know there are questions out there that are fucking... What? You have two choices. You can pursue the answers, or you can turn around and pretend you never saw the question. Because I know there are some of you out there doing the second one. 9-11. And... That's fine. I don't begrudge you your bubble that you want to remain within. But I hope now you remain within it knowingly. I hope now you know that the world's so 
topsy-turvy, that without some level of reset, it's going to completely go off balance. And I don't believe that's inevitable. And that said, so off balance isn't far enough of a description of where we're really at. And I just don't want to I don't want hyperbole to be off-putting to anybody enough to have them think, yeah, well, yeah, the world's upside down, topsy-turvy, whatever, but it's just its cycle. It'll be back on top in another 30 years. No, it won't. No, it won't. It won't. Because number six, my life's purpose, I've, I've found it. It took me 53 years of bouncing inside of a stupid floaty castle thinking life has no meaning other than chaotic bouncing back and forth. Wrong. No, my life's purpose now centers around figuring out why all the disconnect, why all the lies, why all the charade, why all the shade and fraud. What is the ultimate nefarious scheme that we're all participating in, unknowingly, that's turning us all into monsters? Well, monsters. Not monsters. Humans are pretty cool. I like them. I like them a lot. I like them all. I love them all. I love you all. I think every single human being is lovable. And I know this does not sit well with others. Sometimes this is a little bridge too far, but I can see and forgive the state of existence that anybody has fallen into. I have empathy at that level for everyone. In fact, empathy for people sometimes can be a problem for me, especially if I'm surrounded by a bunch of misery. I just fall into it with them. And I'm learning to control that a lot better, which is good because that has been, uh, that has not been a, that has not been a welcome um, component in my life. The idea that I'm constantly suffering, other people's suffering, well, it's made me good at suffering. I can endure a lot now. But, there's so much that people are going through now that makes their life harder. People have so much on their plates. They're just stretched too thin. They don't have enough. They don't have enough support to feel like they can turn it around. And they're getting desperate. There's a lot of despair that I sense that I didn't use to sense. And it comes in waves like, I know that this is another one of those that if you, even if you don't have any despair in you, but you stand at the bus stop next to somebody filled with it, they're going to leak a little on you and you're going to pick up that wave and pretty soon fucking there's despair everywhere. <sighs> but fortunately, <clears throat> enthusiasm, excitement, elation, all that stuff works just the same. So you want to counteract despair? Well, get happy, motherfucker. I mean, you don't have to get happy, motherfucker. You can just get happy. But um, that's my gift. 
I, I finally now know that what I bring in every circumstance is I'm always fucking happy. My life's easy. It's good. It's on par. I am swinging straight flush through the ball. And when you're just knocking them dead solid perfect, you just want to keep standing up and hitting another one. And I, I have been. And I've been pacing myself. I'm not like trying to hit them all at once. I'm just trying to hit nice shot after nice shot. Take a little time. Drink a little of that Sandia Sweet Watermelon Soda. Mm. Or as I like to call it, the new Diet Mountain Dew. Um, so, purpose. I'm here because I need to keep voicing my questions until they're answered. Why did we make up an American history to match a reality that's not there? Why'd we even do that? <laughs> I'm not going to get lost in that one yet. That's too much that I've got to get into on nitty gritty to float over it. So I'm just going to leave it alone. Um, <clears throat> number seven, I'm migrating into my destiny. I can feel it. It's weird. I've had no direction in my life whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, if, if you want to just count from, uh, say, 12 to 50 as the years in which you should have your shit together and be on par with on par. No, on point with as much direction as you can possibly muster. Those are the years in which I was stuck in either neutral or reverse and running out of gas, if not fully out of gas, trying to grind the fucking engine. I mean, I have had zero sense of what I'm supposed to be doing. It's probably my biggest complaint in life is how little true directional motivation I ever felt. Until about three years ago, two years ago, somewhere in that range, when I started being filled with direct motivation to go do things like blank, 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 doesn't matter. Because as I started fulfilling these motivational urges, more unfolded. And now I know exactly where I'm going. I know what I'm moving into as my destiny. Whether or not this is unique to me, I don't know. I didn't ask for this. I didn't try to make this happen. I'm not even encouraging it that I know, but I am, I am crescendoing in purpose and destiny, two things that I had sought all my life, never found, and then just have run me over. So again, that's part of why I'm doing this because in sharing those experiences, maybe I can help other people spur one on because this saved my life. This is it. I now live with intent. I get up because I have something to do that matters to me. That, that's new to me. That's something I didn't have maybe when I was 10. Probably when I was 10. Number eight, my foundation survives test after test. Yes, it does. It's hard to know if when you're building foundational pieces or rebuilding them or constructing them for the first time, all of that's potentially a description that fits. But you can't help but think it's not foundational until an earthquake's happened. Because when an earthquake happens and you remain intact, well, now you know you've got structure. And rather than just being structurally solid in the cellar, I am now putting 
a second floor on the fucking place. I am building strength everywhere. And it's because I know my foundation can take it. Which is why number nine, I had to write down my confession matters. You have to purge yourself of all your guilt and shame. Don't carry any of that with you. None of it is relevant for the next moment you're about to achieve. It's only past luggage you're dragging around to give yourself less of a future than you deserve. Get rid of your guilt and shame. Do not let it hold you back. Because number 10, the resonance I'm gaining as I reflect on the new me versus the old me's, the distance and gap I can feel between my actions, my intuition, my impulses, my reactions, they make me know I've evolved. I've come forward into something better than I used to be. I am a person I like more, a person I would depend on more, and a person I like getting up to be. So that's part of the point of why I'm doing this. And number 11, well, I'm going to document my lucidity while it's here because I've been a crazy mofo in my life. And frankly, I'm probably crazy right, right now, but it doesn't feel that way. It feels crystal clear. Like when I have something to process, I process it with full, full clarity. And I don't overlook a point that's something significant or, or take a point that's of no value and inflate it into something that's seemingly meaningful but turns out to be nonsense. All things I've done multiple times, those things are not even available. Because everything that I'm going through feels like math. Like I'm getting answers that are right. So if this is insanity then I'm, I'm all for the new brand. Mark me down for another 15 years of this, please. All right. Is that enough for now, for getting back into this? Probably. I, I did not do my pregame warm-up. I did not do my uh, microphone position. I didn't do shit for this, except turn on the, the phone. Well, I did this list of 11. And I actually... <laughs> In addition to this list of 11, I was going to detail the challenges I've faced trying to give unconditional love to the universe. People do not take well you just being there to help. They assume that means you're there to put coins in the bank that eventually you're going to want to withdraw. So when you never withdraw and never expect anything other than just to be there to help out, it makes people terribly uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it does. We're all conditioned to think we don't deserve it. And I'm here to tell you, the one thing that I know we all deserve is unconditional love. It's what waits for us in the great in-betweens is that feeling of it's okay. Whatever you're up against, it's not your fault. You can handle it, and we can make it better. And that may be about as far as we can get in this density with how we can support each other. But we all got that. Because it can happen to any of us. We just get in a position where we need a little support. So, I'm here to be kind, I'm here to be understanding, and I'm here to be forgiving of whatever you're going through. Because I do. I love you all. 
and I love myself the most. But that's just like a little tiny bit. I really do love you all.